Hello, I am Heidi and welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand, where we talk to real people and share true stories of overcoming life's challenges. We are taking life's lemons and making lemonade. Thank you for joining me. Marty, welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand. I'm so excited to meet you and I can't wait to hear your story. So start out by telling me a few things about yourself. Okay, my name is Marty C. Fuentes. Marty's M-A-R-D-I. I was born during Mardi Gras. And so my parents, I was down in the South, down in Biloxi, Mississippi, and my parents named me after Mardi Gras. And so I celebrated every year. It's coming up soon. I have three boys. Uh, they, Two of them are teenagers, and one of them thinks he's a teenager. He's, he's turning 11 soon. And then I have my husband and I, we've been married 18 years. Um, he's my best friend. It's been, it's been quite an adventure. I am one busy person that seems to like to try all kinds of hobbies, but probably my favorite one was skiing until I had an ACL tear. So right now everyone's complaining about the snow and I'm just a little bit teary eyed, wishing I could be on the slopes. I technically could probably go try it, but they said not to rush anything. So I'm just trying to take my time. Yeah. I've had knee surgery and I wouldn't, I, (laughs) that was like. 12 years ago. And I still am like, Oh, my knee. <laughs> so I can relate with like, just take it easy, but you know, it's okay. Venture out when you're ready. So that's awesome. Well, I am excited to hear your story. Then you got to take me back and tell me your lemon to lemonade story. I would say it was a couple, probably two and a half years ago. My husband and I were in such a great place. He had gotten his dream job. Um, I was working part-time for my dad. I helped run his uh, data cabling company. And life was just great. We were making enough where we were setting money aside and um, looking at investing. And um, then we had March 2020 happen. Mm. And um, I remember thinking, okay, we're going to make it through this. It's my husband's got a great job. We're we're not going to be affected by this. And then all of a sudden, um, all of his coworkers and him, everyone got invites to a Zoom call, but they realized there was two separate Zoom calls. And Everyone was trying to figure out which Zoom call you wanted to be in and which one you didn't want to be in. Well, we quickly found out um, sitting in our home on the Zoom call, we got to hear the CEO of his company lay off 250 employees all at once. And um, we were a part of it. It was devastating. I mean, we had dealt with unemployment before we had in 2008, we both lost our jobs within months of each other. Um, so we, we knew what came with unemployment, just not, I mean, not even the money side, we always try to prepare for hard times financially, but the emotional aspect of it all, just the depression is real and unemployment is a huge trigger. And so we were, we were devastated to know, to find out that we were, you know, starting that possible process and, trying to stay optimistic, but also there were so many unknowns at the time. Um, my husband immediately started interviewing with other companies. Everyone was still in quarantine. So these interviews were on zoom and he got so many positive responses like, okay, we're just waiting for them to take off the hiring freeze and we'll, we'll be able to get you in. And, oh, we love you. We just have to talk to our HR department and see if we can get you on. And then there was a couple instances. One of them was he had the interview. They had such wonderful things to say about him. And then 
in the news, we heard that they had laid off 10% of their company that afternoon. It was trial after trial trying to figure out how we were going to move forward and having no idea when this would change and when it would end. I would say it was probably about two months after he was laid off. Um, I was making sourdough bread. So I've been baking for years, always as a hobby. One day I was trying to build my Instagram and I was trying to get lots of fun pictures of my bread and everybody that I had given it to, I'd it was a kind of a common thing. I would take it to my neighbors during the holidays or I'd always make, you know, I'd, if I was making one loaf for my family, I'd always end up with two and sharing it with a friend. And so several people had asked, you need to sell this. Would you please let me buy it from you? I don't want to just wait for when you decide to give it to me. I want to get it more often. And I always said, no, that's, I'm not, I'm not going to sell it. That's something I do for fun. And so I had 12 loaves sitting in front of me on my kitchen counter. And I thought, you know what? Let's do it. Let's try it. And so I started a text thread with seven people who had mentioned how much they love my bread and that they'd be willing to buy it. And I had all 12 loaves sold within the hour. It just started from there. Like I, I sold, you know, 12 that first week and the next week I sold 20 and all of a sudden I've got people trying to place orders in advance and it word spreading that I'm selling this yummy sourdough bread and People knew my situation. And so I thought, oh, people are just being so kind and so generous. And oh my goodness, how is this person buying so many loaves? There's no way they could eat all this bread. And it was just such this, it was a wonderful way the community was rallying around me and my family. They just kind of started growing and time went by. And I think my husband ended up finding a new job. It was about six months after his layoff, he was able to he was able to get a new job. It wasn't his dream job. It wasn't what it, what he had wanted it to be, but we were happy to find employment for him. And I thought about, well, you know, do I stop making this bread? My husband's working now. Do I need the income? And I thought, I just love doing it. I, I was surprised at how much I had enjoyed starting this little business. I had actually taken my basement and made a baker's kitchen now I have six ovens and three mixers. One of them is a 20 quart mixer and just kind of kept going. I always thought that at one point I would stop and at one point it would just fizzle out. But last month in December was probably my biggest, my biggest sales month I've ever had. It's been so busy and something that was built out, out of necessity is now something that I do so often and has brought in so many other opportunities in my life that I never thought would happen. One thing that surprised me that I never thought would be something I would do, and it came from my little bakery, was I had our mayor reach out to me. She emailed me and asked if I'd meet her for lunch. And I thought, okay, that's that's fun. I mean, I've met her once before and I voted for her. So that was a win. And so we met for lunch and she actually said, you know, I feel like with your little business and with all the connections you've made through it, I think that you know our community so well, I think you should run for city council. And I was like, no, that sounds awful. <laughs> I've heard about politicians and how much they have to deal with and how many people just, how hard they work and how little they're paid. And I, that, no, thank you. I'm flattered, but no, I have no interest. And she said, okay, well, keep an open mind to it. Um, you know, 
maybe attend some of our city councils, just see what it's like. I think you would really be the right personality type. And I think you really could have a chance to be a good candidate. So I told her no. I probably told her no two or three times just in conversations we'd had. I just I had I told myself that it just didn't seem interesting to me. And and then I attended a city council meeting and it was fascinating. I realized that as much as it was something that would come with a lot of trials and hardship, that it would be some way I could give back to the community that surrounded me and helped and supported me so much. And so I ran for city council here in Vineyard and I won and I've been serving on the council for a year and I've been making my bread and connecting with people. And it's, it's been crazy. It's been a whirlwind from what you had to what you're doing now. I think that's an amazing path to see where this started from. This is just, this is so cool. I just love this. Wow. How fun. What a big change in your life that you have made. So yeah, I, I bake probably, um, I bake weekly and I've started trying new flavors and I'd say Asiago is probably our most popular. I've definitely been immersing myself in the city and we're growing so fast here. Vineyard is just, it's this exciting, fast growing place. And there are so many things we're trying to juggle. I mean, we're building a city from scratch. And it's so hard when you're looking at all of the things we need and all the things we want. And you have to think safety and you have to think budget. And there's just so many things that, you know, well, before I was just really focusing, I'm, I mean, I did PTA and I was serving in my church, but now to be serving people, so many people that have so many different opinions and, but it's really made me think outside of myself, I guess that, yeah, maybe I want something a certain way, but it's not just about what I want. I have to really think about my community and how it'll affect everyone around me and how something that I decide now, what kind of effect will it have in 50 years? And so it's just a lot different than what I ever expected or where I ever expected to be. And my husband, um, his, his job, um, as much as we were devastated to lose what we felt was his dream job, he's, he's found, it took a little bit of time. He actually had quite a few offers all at once as we were transitioning through things, but he is so happy with his job now. And, you know, we're back to that point where we're able to save a little here and there and able to start looking at investing again. And, I mean, you look at three years ago, if you would have told me, if you would have told me I had a little bakery and I'm serving on city council, I would just laughed in your face. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? You really would have, you would have been like, that is not on the horizon in any way. So I love how things like this bring us gifts in our lives. If we just look for them and we can pivot and make that little change and opens up new things instead of getting stuck and you could have stayed stuck and mad and poor me and just sat down and decided you were just going to be mad, you know, sure. but I love how you're just like, I'm going to think outside the box and I love making this bread. Maybe other people would want my bread. Like that's the coolest thing. I love that you did that. Yeah, thank you. You know, and it surprises me when you try new things and when you get outside of yourself, how many wonderful people you meet and friendships that are made. I don't know the feelings I had that day when that 
three minute Zoom call. At the end of it, they they have this little wonderful touch. Your computer, his computer, completely shut down and went black. Just I don't know how I, I didn't know technology was that smart, but they were able to just completely disable his laptop. And we just sat there quiet in this empty room and we just looked at each other and it's like, hold it together. You know, don't let this overwhelm you. But then, of course, that phone call you make to your girlfriends just sobbing because it's no fun. It's not. I, I Life really did hand me lemons. I was not happy. All this unknown. Just everyone was going through so many different trials. And, and then there was all these people around me that weren't going through the trials. Their husbands were happily working from home and nothing had really changed in their lives. And it always made me one, even I know God has a plan for us. And I know that he puts trials in front of us and that they do make us stronger, but it does make you wonder, what do I need to learn from this? Um, I hated it when people would say, oh, everything happens for a reason. And there's this trial that you're going to get through in the moment. I think that's the last thing you want to hear, That's right. but they're so right. <laughs> yes. I know you like, don't want to hear it, but then you're like, I know. And I, that's what I try to teach too, is like, look for the gift. You know, why is this happening for me instead of to me? Cause it's easy to be like, this happened to us and poor us. And it's like, this happened for us. So what are we going to do about it? And so it sounds like it does. It takes time to get to that place. We have to feel sad and feel our feelings and be mad and be disappointed and be frustrated, be scared. And then we're like, okay, we felt all that. Now what? Why is this happening for me? And what do I do about it? And that's what you did. You turned it around. So what's your advice now? What would you tell someone who's might be just going through something that you've just been through? my first advice to those that are, that have friends going through it. I had so many friends that just were that listening ear and would just validate hard things and, you know, hold me up and hug me and tell me that they know it's hard and that they love me and that they're going to pray for me. And there were a lot of friends that made it emotionally just a little bit better. And then I would say for the people going through it, as much as it sucks, I am not saying that it'll get better and that it happens for a reason because that's not what we want to (laughs) hear. But I think that challenges come to us to make us stronger. Um, I've had a pretty, uh, I think just my whole life has been one challenge after another. I had a, I came from a broken home that dealt with a lot of abuse and a lot of difficulties. I moved around quite a bit, always having to meet new people. Um, I think I registered in 12 or 13 different schools before my graduation day. There were some schools I was there for a couple months while my family's in transition. And life can be really hard and life can really put some hard steps in front of you. And sometimes it's going to feel like it's never going to get better. But then all of a sudden there is, it does. I would say just don't lose that hope. I think that if we keep that hope in our lives and know that, you know, maybe it won't look exactly how we want it to or how we think it will. But if we just keep that positive attitude and keep looking forward and moving forward, I do know that God will bless us and we will be blessed from our hard work and our endurance. Yes. So well said. I can usually have people look back on what was the hardest time and they, they're always so grateful for it after, you know, they're like, that was a big turning point in my life and I wouldn't have what I have now. And I can see that with you. But it's the same way. You don't want to go through it again. It doesn't mean you loved it, but you can be grateful for it. Yes, definitely. 
This has been such a treat to meet you and hear your story. So thank you for sharing with me. I just think what you do is so wonderful. You really are just spreading light and joy. It's wonderful. We need we need that in our community. The world is crazy. We need these positive, wonderful things that we can share together. Yeah. Yeah. We got to keep using our voices to encourage each other instead of bring each other down. And so if we can support each other and tell good stories and uplift each other, that's why I keep doing this. So thank you for being a part of it. You're awesome. Thank you. You're still here? Well, then enjoy this little outtake from that interview. When I started going and I looked at the clock and I go, oh no, did I just tell the whole story in five minutes? (laughs) (laughs) The one thing I tell people not to do. No, you did perfect. It was so great. No, it was perfect. Yours will be one of the shorter ones. So that's good. (laughs) (laughs) So no, you did great. That's awesome. And I'll put links if you have, like if people want to get a hold of you for your bread, like if you have like a website or something that they can. Yeah, I have a website they can order. Okay. So I'll put that on the podcast notes so they can, if they're like, well, I've got to find this bread and vineyard. So that'd be awesome. Now I want to try it. (laughs) Like I need to get a hold of some of your bread. Yeah. Where are you? I I didn't even look you up to see where you live. (laughs) We're like around the corner from each other. We like could have just met together and recorded this. That's awesome. That's awesome. Small world. I love I interviewed someone that lived behind me and I didn't know lived behind me. Our backyards are the same. I didn't even know. So that's so fun. Oh my gosh, I'm dying that you live in Vineyard. Yeah. So it's great. So I'm I'm like, I know I've followed you. I've seen things on Facebook, you know, Vineyard City and your name is like super familiar. Now I know why. <laughs> I'm like, oh, your city council. <laughs> That's awesome. I thought it was because I saw a post about your bread. But I, yeah, when you started telling your story, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why I reached out to you. I remember knowing this. So this is great. I have enjoyed spending this time with you. You might have a friend struggling with the same thing that we talked about in this episode that might enjoy listening to this too. So please share this episode because no one is alone at the lemonade stand.